welcome. This is the Miss Trigger podcast. Uh, this is Ricky, uh, and with me as co-host we have Richard. Hey, how's it going? We also have. T- we got Ashley. Hello, hello. And we have Nate. Oh, that's me. Hi. That would be you, sir. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> started off with uh, let's just kind of do a little recap of what happened tonight. Uh, at Commander CCG House over in Vancouver. Uh, Nate and Ashley, you two both played in the same match, and your guys' match took the longest. So uh, which one of you wants to start off kind of going over what happened? Let's start with uh, start with who were you guys playing? Nate, who were you playing tonight? Uh, Commander-wise, yes. it was Teferi. Okay, we're very familiar. The Archmage Blue. Duke of Blue. Is he really called the Archmage Duke? No, no, okay. no. I can't remember his name. Every t- uh, Chainmail. Okay, so chain ve- chain veil combo. Yeah. And what happened with your hands? Uh, five land in a basalt monolith, and I kept it because it's it's just pretty looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I was playing Edric uh, turns tonight. Awesome. So, how did the match go? Uh, well. I didn't go first. It was Shaggy, lovingly called Shaggy. He he was playing. Brawl. The Brawl player got to play first. <clears throat> yeah. So, so early, he multi five. Brawl did. And we thought, no big deal. He's not going to be a big influence. And he just landed. <clears throat> and then we had a Yisan player, second in the rotation. And he also had pretty standard just land, mana dork, go. I was playing Edric, and I had a pretty explosive uh, first turn, actually. I was able to uh, crack a Misty Rainforest to get a drop, and then played a Chrome Mox exiling a duplicate uh, creature from my hand to then play uh, two additional uh, creatures out the, uh, the first the first turn, in addition to So you ended turn one with how many non-land permanents? Four. Very well done, sir. Well, three. I guess one was exiled. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, and the game progressed from there. And then to my left was uh, the Teferi plan. Yes, which it was a blur of islands and worthless artifacts. Torpor Orb, second turn. That was my big moment of the night, (laughs) sadly. I think, unfortunately, uh, turn two or three in the rotation, the Yisong player played a root maze, which severely <clears throat> impacted the pace of the game, and then attempted to play a tangle wire, which Ugh. I force a willed. Thank you. Thankfully. Yeah. And uh, everyone was okay with that, at which point uh, the Brawl player started casting numerous control spells, uh, and as that was really their only game plan for the entire mode. Uh, eventually, uh... I I dropped because of the root maze. I could have I had a a basalt and a uh, rings of bright hearth, which would have made me infinite. But the torp uh, um, the root maze really kind of just shut me out. So little creatures ruined the day with Edric and um, Yisan. Yeah, Yisan ended up just getting a lot of. Uh added value with me at the table uh, 
since my Hedrick was cast pretty early, it's turn two. And I started drawing extra cards right away, draw into it. And so, after drawing into the Force of Will, I was able to at least interact with the Tangle Wire as it was coming down. But uh, eventually, there was just a bunch of board return and board control. And uh, at one point, there was a Cursed Totem out that was keeping the Eastown player in check. And as soon as uh, Nate, uh, or it's very conceited, that went away and put a lot of the advantage back in the Sun Players Court, who had you know nine or ten creatures to Edric's six, and anytime I tried to cast an extra turn card, it was obviously interacted with Brawl because that was their main game plan. Eventually, uh, the Sun Player was able to take the game. Yeah, uh, the reason I bowed out is collectively, you guys drew about twenty cards off my life. <laughs> It's everybody That's taking swings probably, at old probably an understatement chain veil no I, I i conceded with 20 life left so yeah i oh that's okay so that's hilarious so you're duh, you're playing teferi with no creatures so you're the only one with yeah. no blockers and i had the cursed totem so and everybody wants to draw and a cards orb. i was i was had a lockable so that was sitting on square but yeah he was yeah. getting hit in return so, so but the other guys would be swinging so uh, that's Baral and we Esau. Were as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was. but there was there was really no damage going towards the Yisong player. <clears throat> so so Yisong, I, I like that he's being brought up. This is this is this is kind of gets to one of the the side purposes of doing this podcast. Um, essentially, my my main goal is I just want more people to come play. I want more people in tables so that we can have a final table. And he is a new he's a new he, uh, well, he, competitive player. He he came from weeks. the he came from the casual side of things. Yeah, like he, I think he saved up and got a few cards he needed. He he worked overtime. He busted his ass at his job to get the cards, the the mana crypts and the the high dollar cards to Guy's make that cradle, deck into yeah. where it's at now. Yeah, guy's cradle. Yeah. So I I like that. <clears throat> we just happened to be on a recording on a night where he's getting brought up because uh, we he's we need a, a he's a good player, he's intelligent, and we need to farm more kids. From the, the casual side over into competitive. But anyway, sorry, else people, huh? Not kids, people. Yeah. Sorry, people. I, I didn't mean to You're offend you guys. I got. They, they call me old, one. so fuck them. <laughs> what age they are? As long as they <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Edric ended up losing third after the concession, and then Baral died uh, after a critter of swing out by the Eastman player mm-hmm. after the cursed totems and the. Stacks interaction preventing them from doing stuff uh, was removed. It seems like green does that. It sneaks up near the latter stages it's, of the it's game. Very, it's very good late game, yeah. When blues have had their ways with each other, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's a uh, crater hoof behemoth. It's just hard to always have the right piece of, uh, you know, answering interaction in a singleton vintage yeah. format when the threats are so buried. And when a, ro- a blue has trouble, like you have. Psychonic Rift, you have Into the Void, Into the Royal. We actually saw Coastal Breach tonight, even. Yeah, <laughs> just to get rid of the Root Maze is a problem for Blue. Yeah. Um, no Enchantment. You got Swan Song. I, you got to catch it before I never it comes drew out. it on my Psychonic Rift, and I didn't yeah. have the right card. I did not have Swan Song at the time. It would have been a better game if I didn't quit. I, See, this is one of the things about Cursed Totem. Is Cursed Totem is such a good card. It's such a good answer. But the it's, person it's that's really getting undervalued by most people, it's very, very good. It is, it is. But the the downside is it causes you to drop your guard, and as soon as it's gone, oh shit, 
The, whoever you were. Missed triggers. Yeah. What? You're going to miss some triggers after it. Yeah. What I'm I'm saying is that usually it's played to one specific activated ability commander, such as Yasan or uh, Sisse or Thrasios. And people tend to, uh, they're like, cool, curse totems out. We can forget about that. When in reality, I'm just building my board for when I can get rid of it. And the moment it's gone, shit changes. And that's what it sounds like is what happened with Yasan. I fabricated for it to answer Edric's I thought you were ramping with all your elves and I had I had a Nexus of Fate in hand. It was never the correct card yeah. in the sequencing. I kept going for the cheaper ones with a little counter magic backup and uh, the Baral player was generally three for one yeah. himself. But it was working, kind of. He almost won. Yeah. Hit four life when I died. It's a st- Baral. Baral. Nice. Yeah. We were beating on him. He was the target after Takari was gone. Yeah, after I was beaten with an inch of my life. No, half my life. Bitch, you were in Tabernacle of Pendervale <laughs> specifically because you have no creatures. It's not our fault. Uh, yeah, it's not in my deck right now, though. <laughs> Unfortunately. You live by the Tabernacle. <laughs> you die. Yeah. yeah. I took out all the Staxi. In my Teferi, I don't use Winter Orb or Static Orb. I'm trying that out just to do speed because I figured six mana, if you have a transmute type search, you can actually win pretty fast like I did a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those memories are still So I went. There. So I went three weeks winning, and then I started reading, which is the problem, and you start changing your deck and then trying to make it better, and you actually make it worse, which is like... <laughs> There's like get different you know, goals, I guess, in the deck. Who's going to hack a branch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the yeah. other pod? How did the other pod go? You guys were in separate pods tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What was your uh, What was your your pod, Richard? Um, let me First see. First off, who were you running? I was running Zer the Enchanter. Uh, we all decided to go uh, not really super competitive, which was a mistake. I should have gotten to... Zer was competitive, but he's not now. He's more of a friendly play, but I was playing Amazami, which I wasn't too concerned about. Uh, there was a... The player to my left was Prosh. Yeah. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. And then across from me was Sisse. Huh. Which, you know, Sisse is usually pretty easy to deal with. Oh, I know that Sisse deck. It's yeah. Pretty, it's competitive. Yeah. It's the Sisse deck from Guardian Games. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know. It just ended up being a slow, slow game. Uh, I couldn't get the white man I needed for Zer. And the first time I got him out, he got countered. It's like the only move a zombie made the entire game. <laughs> Poor guy like had two islands and a uh, reliquary tower. That, that's what he got. Most of the game, that was it. He's got man screwed. Uh, and Prosh, who also runs a Zer deck, was very adamant about not letting me do anything with Zer. Um, They're usually scared of him coming down. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's more attacking, really. Attacking. Yeah. Understandably so. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Sisse. He kind of is slowly building, you know, because Sisse is more of a turn-by-turn deck. 
It really is. Um, so we started out playing, everything went slow, like turn three, it was like basic turn by turn, no one seemed to have any ramp. I threw down uh, the arcane laboratory. Ooh, that'll slow things down. Yeah, so I figured I would, you know, at least try to keep things going in my favor. So once I do get Zer, I can get the extra card and until that point, because I wasn't getting any of my ramp or any uh, white mana, so... They finally got him, but by that time, since they had pulled, which, I mean, when I kept my hand, I had the Felwar Stone, my original hand, and I saw a Sissay player. I'm like, well, they're going to play a white mana. Then, you know, they have to be playing white mana, the Sissay, but he didn't end up doing it. <laughs> he, he, he kind of, <laughs> he, he got it through Birds of Paradise is how he got his white mana. Brutal, actually. <laughs> what? pretty brutal i know right and that guy's such an intelligent player that was done intentionally yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't a mistake that was not a mistake you no. probably dropped the felwar stone early before he had the white out yeah i i dropped a turn two yeah. i dropped it immediately because i was trying to get turn three well i have a zer deck and the mana the mana base for that deck is very expensive to do and it's hard to do right it's very. I do. I also have to update it with the uh, the fetch lands and stuff like that. I don't have that. Yeah, that's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's running no fetch, no shock, right? Yeah, and not you really need all the fetches, all the all the duels. even the newer duels like the filters, the, the hollowed fountains, like the godless shrines. Yeah, yeah that stuff. Yeah. It adds up to be like over a grand. Just the little yeah, Well, he has all but the dual well, part of just it. Just the underground. <laughs> yeah, the underground. That. Underground City. The jewel of the fetches and fetchables. I have all those. The fetches and fetchables. I could update his database, but I'm planning just to rebuild him because he was kind of a casual Voltron. So he, when he was originally built, he was. Did you get to power up? No, I did not get to power up. Yeah, tell him what. Tell him what happened. Oh, by the time I got the and was very swing. The guy bird with the even mind sensor, so I could only hit the top four. Oh no, that's pretty much dead. That's and the Sisse, death rattle. <laughs> Sisse actually using Yissen instead of Sisse to tube out his stuff. He ended up building a, a tabernacle, living planes. He does that uh, every time. Uh, well, he he got rid of everyone's. He's got he killed everyone's land, but I still had. The, the two artifacts, the Felwar Stone and the, uh, and I have a Command Sphere, uh, which I pretty much sacrificed once he did Living Plains, because I only needed one, I needed Zer, and I didn't care if I didn't have land, I could win the game with Zer himself. That was the point. Of I'm the curious, game. do you, is your Zer a beatdown Zer? Like yes. you get diplomatic immunity and then you just pump him up with like Imperial Armor? Yeah, exactly. And then Necro to finish everybody off. So it's not a doomsday ad nauseum. No, it's not doomsday. It's not. It, it was originally built as a combo deck, consisting of every two card combo I could come up with yeah. that consisted of those one piece, which I paid whatever mana for, and then the other piece was a three drop, uh, a yeah. three drop enchantment. So it just took two cards and. I'd have I had so many in there that I'd get one piece, so I knew what I was going for. Just go grab the other piece and win. 
That's how it was originally built, but then I changed them up to be a bit more friendly. And, and, and Cissé was able to get to their combo first. Yeah, Cissé, well, again, it was a turn-by-turn slow-played game, and you know, by the time I actually swung with him, all I could do was try to get rid of the A, because he got the mind sensor on there, so I couldn't go past my top four. Top four had an oblivion ring, oh, so yeah. I got rid of the bird so I could get to my deck. But Another good one is Grasp of Fate. That's what I use. Or oh, that's a great card. Yeah, instead of Oblivion Ring. Wasn't that printed, well, printed for Commander? I had Grass of Fate in there. Oh, you just couldn't search. Yeah. I, I couldn't go past the top four to get it, so my answer had to be within the top four cards. Well, at least you had an O-Ring. Good old O-Ring. <laughs> yeah, an Oblivion Ring. Gotta love that. So, I'm going to win the original printing. Anyway. I dropped that to get the bird... And, but for, so after I could get the bird, I get whatever answers I needed. I could get myself out of the situation with Sir. But unfortunately, he then decided to have another tutor and pulled out, uh, what was it, Numbing Rod or something like that? I can't remember. Oh, never. Uh, no Rod. No Rod, yes, that was it. No Rod. And took artifacts. away my activated abilities from my artifacts, like a stony silence. So I couldn't use my artifact to pay to keep Zer because of the tabernacle. Adding the upkeep and no mana, so yeah, yeah. That's why I run wasteland and strip mines for that one guy. <laughs> yeah, tabernacle kind of goes hard too if you really need it. So okay. I want I want to talk about my game now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nobody's interested. In yeah, <laughs> I'm the only guy. So my pod was uh, who won that pod? Oh, you wait. You're you're playing TNT. I was playing my Timnathrasios, which is not the protein Hulk combo. Um, Can we get... I, so I don't know this deck very well. Timnia? Is that how you pronounce it? Timna. Timna. She's like... You don't really ever cast her, right? It's Thrasios that... She's, she's the one who gets you cards. Timna's very good. So Timna, Timna's great because she lets you draw cards based off combat damage to players. So how do you play? Do you play Thrasio? Is it based on I rarely, you get? I rarely cast him though because I don't need to most of the time. But tonight in this match, um, the way it started out, uh, let's see. I was I from where I was sitting. I had to my left was a Derevi Hermit Druid Nexus of Fate combo. Across from him was a Mimeoplasm Protean Hulk combo, hmm. and then across from me was a Silvala Parlay into Paradox Engine and Aetherflux uh, deck. And the uh, Derevi player ended up getting out Grand Arbiter and kind of slowing things down a little bit. And and I, I opened with like a Seedborn, two-land Demonic Tutor, Cyclonic Rift, and Nature's Lore, and Worldly Tutor. Grand Arbiter is one creature can attack, one creature can block. Grand, two, two green cards, no green mana? Yes. I drew into wind, windswept teeth and turned one. I was very lucky on that. Oh, it was, it was pure luck. Uh, gr- uh, Nate, sorry. Grand Arbiter uh, says uh, white and blue spells you cast cost oh, one yes, less. Oh, yes, yes. The Grand Arbiter. I'm thinking Spells of, cost um, everybody else one more. You think Grand, Ar- Grand Architect? No, I thought it was Arbiter. Arbiter's the one I'm talking about. Agree to disagree. Am I right about Grand Arbiter? Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, anyway, so he's got Grand Arbiter out slowing things down, and then uh, he ends up throwing down Edric. And uh, so that I, at that point I had uh, gotten a drone into an elf. I can't remember the name of it. It's a 
two drop, one plus a green. When it enters the battlefield, uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose a color and it taps for one green plus what or whatever color you choose when it enters. And uh, so he throws out an Edric. I decided to cast Timna because then I could get combat damage draw off of Edric and a damage uh, draw off of Timna as well. What's that? That double value. Yeah. Oh man, it was great. So I, I, uh, I just kept putting lands out. We really couldn't do anything, and I ended up getting Seedborn out turn six. Uh, turn, no, it was turn seven. Nobody tried to stop you. Uh, so I, I don't know what the card was. I wasn't paying attention because I was a little irritated. But Mimeoplasm played something that I think was going to wipe the board, and the Derevi player used his Force of Will. And I knew that was my my chance. And the, the card force of will. The card force of will. Okay. Not yeah. his actual force of will. No. Smart ass. He no. Uh, for, so so Derevi drops force of will on whatever it was. Mimeoplasm played. That next turn was when I got Seedborn out. And then the next turn I got, I uh, during my main phase, I Cyclonic rifted uh, on Overload. Because Derevi had a huge board state. He probably had eight non-land permanents out. Cyclone Rift is a, is a completely fair magic card, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it basically says auto-include in every blue deck ever printed. Yes. Deck note, if you are running blue and you don't own a Cyclonic Rift, stop being a martyr. Nobody fucking cares. Buy the card. Put it in your deck like you should. Um, Commander Martyrs are the worst. No, I know. I'm not going to run that card. Well, then you're going to lose. Sorry, buddy. That's how we play. Um, so I started getting the double draw value, got into Seedborn, Cyclonic Rift, um, and then got my uh, I got Thrasios out and drew through Thrasios while well, it was still my turn, got a Vampiric Tutor, Vampiric Tutored for Training Grounds, then drew it and cast it with Thrasios, and uh, at that point, it was pretty much game over. Yeah. So how does your how did how does your deck is that exactly what you want to do? So the pretty much my my favorite thing to do with the deck, the most fun way to dirtle and get a win, is to have Thrasios Training Grounds and Seedborn Muse out. What does Training Grounds do for our novice fans? All activated abilities of creatures you control cost two colorless mana, and this cannot co- make it cost zero. So he, he costs four, and I get a scry one, reveal, yeah. and if it's non-land, I get a drop. Oh, hand. two less. Yeah. Okay, so you're Thrasosing, scrying. Yeah, and at this point, I'm also building up my mana base, because it only costs me two to get a land tap, so instead of scrying it to the bottom, I then throw it onto the battlefield, and then that way, when I move to the next turn, Seedborn untaps it, and I have even more fucking mana. Yeah, so I got like a pack. Like really quickly. I got a pact of negation out. Uh, the Derevi deck, from what I've been hearing, uh, from it being played before, is a Hermit Druid with no non-basic lands to get Nexus of Fate out and then just continuously take extra turns. The pilot kept claiming that's not what he was going to do, and I have the win next turn, blah, blah, blah. Point is, um, I just started drawing into counter spells, answers, path to exiles, and then finally uh, got Lion's Eye Diamond. And uh, through Thrasios, and then when I went to my turn and I paid for the Pact of Navigation during my upkeep, my draw, my card that I drew for turn was Ariok Salvagers. So there was a little squabble of somebody had a Hushwing Griff, 
Um, so there was a little bit of a squabble of how I was going to win, but ultimately it was create infinite mana with RF salvagers and LED to then I, I went and grabbed uh, uh, walking ballista and then just shotgunned everybody and it felt really good. It was, it was kind of fun. How long did it take you to finish that combo? What turn were you on? By that point, it was a late game. It was probably turn 9 or 10. So the game just went too long. Yeah, yeah. The Like I said, my, my TNT is not the Protean Hulk fast win combo. Uh, I built it for the meta of our store. And so it kind of thrives in a stack situation because then it can build up the board state when people aren't paying attention. Kind of like what I was talking about with the Cursed Totem effect. Yeah, and once once I get my Cyclonic Rift, which I already had going into the game to begin with, it's just a matter of getting the mana out to then get the stacks off the table and start doing what I want to do. So it felt good. Plus the Drevy player, I've kind of lost to him a lot lately, and it's been a while since I got a W on him. At least one of us got a win. Yeah, that was going to be my next thing. So uh, just a quick check. Uh, who else got a W tonight? I know you guys can't see this, but there's only one arm raised, and it is... This guy right here. And we got to share the wins around. I won the last long. five weeks in a row, and I, I'm happy for you. I think I was Thank you. <laughs> Straight before that, so before you scooped. But before I started taking camping vacations. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, in your Thrasios, how many of the cards are real? Every single one of them. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, folks. No, You're the, the one shopping from eBay. How many of your cards are real? <laughs> yeah. So the the Thrasios deck, the Thrasios deck is my library of cards that I use. So that's your main deck now. Mm. I, I was really wanting to play the new Jund land deck that I built, but with Derevi, I, if there's blue at the table, I won't. I, if if somebody else has blue, I gotta have blue. That was my logic in deck selection tonight. Do I sat down at the table and? Is that so, what you guys actually saw? Nate and to my right, I saw a player who typically plays mono green, so I wasn't expecting control there. So you actually pick your deck. I just I don't play I don't, what I play. I don't look at who's playing what deck, but I definitely look at who the players I'm sitting across from are mm-hmm. and what kind of player they are and what they like to play, and then especially you know, kind of their political stance with you. You know, like are they going to target you? Are they going to make you the arch enemy? Are they going to ignore you? See, my philosophy is there's got to be one deck that beats every other deck. Every, there's got to be one true king. silver bullet. No, that's not true. I just, I, that's I have the be- a feeling. That's the beauty of the game. I think there really is. I just think nobody's found it there, yet. There would be no, there's no real way to test that because of skill and because of error and because of sequencing choice. Like, there's too many variations. But I, I come from, like, a 1v1 format from... The old days. Right. And, and I, I, I have a feeling Commander could actually breach into that. I have fun one versus one Commander. More than multiplayer, honestly. But I just don't think the 1v1 Commander rules but make why, why not? kind of game. There's just too much. Because I own a fucking Mana Crypt and I want to use it. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? They have their own ban list. No, that's the French Commander. No. 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 French means one on one. That's the official. Uh, you go to you go to wizards.com and show me a ban list that's different for one versus it's, one. They call it MTGO, I think. Command, uh, because Zer is commander. banned in like. Yeah, you can't play Zer one on one. So he is technically the best. Yes. Then. No, then, because so is Yissim. 
There you go. Really? Yeah. Scroll through. Those are the band commanders. Yeah, but that that's not wizards.com. It doesn't matter. It is. This is coming from Wizards. Bear with me. I don't or, know. I think every, it's an every untapped for, format. Every format, though, has a band list. And 1v1 is different than multiplayer, so it, it, you have different starting life total. That's their website. It's they call the it same. dual commander. Okay, it's not... So it's they call it dual commander because somebody else had already called it French and it wasn't them. Wow, cards like dig through time are banned. Yeah. Okay, Jewish control. So now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to talk shit about whoever wants to play that format. It's a great format. You play a lot more games. They don't go as long, but and I agree with you. One on one is is a blast. It's just a lot more control. So I think the Revy, but Tefri's not. So right, you get to. But a lot of those mana rocks are banned, unfortunately. Oh, really? They yeah. banned the mana rocks? That's uh, Soul Ring, for instance, Mana Crypt. Wow, that might be the first time Soul Ring's ever been banned in anything. Plane Chase. Well, I don't know. That's, That's a fake thing. made up. Uh, that we should we should have hit the laugh track anytime we say Plane Chase. We don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> They've actually banned Soul Ring in Plane Chase. And Armageddon. Anything that's three dollars and over, they've been no, 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 like that. <laughs> it's three DH. Is that really what they're doing? <laughs> no, I don't. Three DH. Have you heard of three DH? Uh huh. It's just like a way of playing EDH where no single card is worth more than three dollars. I've heard of tribal leagues doing that. Like, no card can be worth more than ten bucks, except your yeah. commander. Total it's, value is hundred dollars or something. Yeah. The sleeves come into play there. You got to yeah. use the old ones. You can only single. You can't double sleeve. <laughs> Dude, dragon shields are expensive, man. I can't handle that. Yeah. I'm not gonna not double sleeve. Yeah. Not you're you're a bastard for that, by the way. Yeah, like, I, I have a deck. I, I w- I have a deck that uh, I don't play right now because I still haven't double sleeved it. Like, it just doesn't feel. Have right. you ever noticed that when you're opening up dragon shields, that people gather around like you're opening a booster? Sometimes they're so expensive. They I don't. Excited. I don't yeah. buy dragon shields. I'm too cheap. Oh, I like the I like the cheap ultra pros. They're the first ones ever. I still have mine. I like them. I just I'm cheap. I like the Ultra Pro Perfect Fit sleeves. I prefer those to... So it's So since we're on the sleeve talk, I'm going to throw in a little plug here. Uh, the uh, If you're ever over in Northeast Portland, Hollywood District, Experience Point, uh, the guys have uh, really good prices on sleeves and the uh, top loader uh, tight fit sleeves also. Um, check them out if you're ever in the neighborhood. Stay away from the side loaders. Bad news. How much do they pay for that? Nothing. They give you free sleeves? No. I, I, should, I, I should make them. Yeah, yeah they, they be should good. be paying you. Uh, so we should talk about a quick history. Like, we'll just throw social um, security numbers on there and bank account numbers. You know, Nate, just... what, what's your mother's name? <laughs> and uh, what was the name of the street you lived on when you were a kid? Who was your best friend? What was your first pet's name? <laughs> yeah. What is the... You know, your your current address. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've done the the F and M recap for tonight. Um, the the three different pods we had. Who won their pod again? Edward, this guy oh, right here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so just to just to kind of go over what goes on where we play at, um, there is a while ago there was a shift in the, how things were run for Commander. 
Um, they have three separate groups for Commander every Friday night starting at 8.15. Uh, there is a plane chase mode, which is a let's have fun, come check it out. They have their own band list. You kind of got to know what you're getting into over there. Um, so there's there's the plane chase pods, there's casual, and then there is competitive. The difference between casual and competitive is casual, there is no infinite combos allowed anything that can be done an exorbitant amount of time is limited to three That's not a word. why would you call me out on that you know in the back of my head i'm worried if i even said it right or if it's even a motherfucker so anyways uh anything that can be done a lot uh can only be done three times so anything like extra turns you are limited to three uh rings of bright hearth basalt monolith it's awkward yeah so um and then in competitive, the, it's the basic rules. Everything wild goes. Wild huh? It's the wild, wild west. So it's basically, the, they only want to die from creature damage. Creature damage. So what, what happened was... Um, damage, I guess? Yeah. Th- there's a lot of history to what led to this. Um, it all started before I started playing there, back when the, the Three Kings, as uh, they were referred to. But I'm not going to make you guys laugh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, calm down, everybody. We're filming. These, these guys beat me and Richard and our generation, as you could say, to the point where we turned to infinite combos in order to win the matches. Then, uh, a, a bunch of guys from, uh, the local high school started playing and they were sitting down with, you know, against our, uh, thousand, two, three thousand dollar decks. And it, it really, like, it was fun for me because you could just, like, stomp on people for a little while there. But at the same time, it didn't allow them to grow. generally isn't really... Yeah, it gets boring after a while. Accepted. So, the... It's still a a positive practice for the the game in general. So, the the owners of CCG, they listened. Um, At first, I pushed back, actually started playing elsewhere. Um, I was not very happy, but when I came back... What I came into was it was awesome because I like to play the mean stuff. I like to play the the gross combos, and now they're um, the most fun. Yeah, and now the people that I'm they're playing against are the ones that can respect and actually enjoy losing, you know, in a in a gross way. And it more winning themselves. Yeah, they're also the guys who know how to handle it, deal with it, and make the game a chess match. Yeah. Yes, and uh, so what. What I was getting to earlier with the the Yeeson guy is he he is somebody that came over from the casual side and started playing in the competitive side, and he's actually he's actually the first I, I believe to do it and the first to actually do it and win and now he's won multiple times so hats off to Yeeson uh, keep up the good work buddy so the the next thing I want to go over is some uh, it, it, I labeled it suck my etiquette. Um, <laughs> There's there's basic etiquette that we all know about, you know, like showering, hy- hygiene, and on the list, uh, open drinks at the table, etc. Uh, Closed spaces, this and warm bodies. Yeah, just single yeah. me out here on the open. I mean, uh, hopefully, <laughs> just because you're down on you. I feel that every magic store I've ever been to has something in the bathroom about wash your ass or we'll kick you out in some way, shape, or form. Um, but what I'm getting at here is things like uh, don't hold back. Like, I build my deck to embarrass you. Treat me with the same respect. Don't sit there and, and wonder, should I play this card because it's too That's mean. That's the mythos of competitive. 
no to, holds barred. To, right? to play the most effective, to, to play the card in any scenario that's going to yeah. further your game plan. Like when they all attacked me tonight to draw their decks, uh, it does kind of bother you a little bit, but you just kind of remember like, well, it's strategic. You don't roll a die to attack the guy. It's, no, that's that's for outside of tournament. That's play. when you're just, you know. So what what we're referring plus people to, don't generally like me. So I actually have like seen to attack people me. roll a die to decide who to 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 attack in commander. I also think that that's pretty poor etiquette because you you should just make a choice and stick to it. Don't decide that it's the wrong choice. Like generally, your first impulse was probably the right one, unless you. But usually, when people attack me like that, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to pack the negation something. Or force. And back to suck my etiquette. So, where were we at? Don't be a bitch. Just go ahead and pound them. Yes, exactly. Don't hold back. Oh, that's what I was... So, I want to clarify. We are talking right now... We're talking about tournament gameplay. We're talking about... You actually signed up for a list. You know, you're broken down into pods. Doesn't matter if it's only five dollars in store credit. You're playing for something other than just you know sitting around having fun. Bragging rights. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit more than bragging rights. It it is five dollars in store credit. So uh, and randomized. Now I agree with in tournament play. Don't roll the dice, but in casual play, I roll the dice. Because like the, like the last game of the night was, was the best game I had all night. But even though I still lost, <laughs> couldn't get a W today. But it. Like, when I first started, I got, like, a turn two and a half. Neither opponent had any sort of board state. So, so I mean, there really was no reason to attack one guy specifically over the other. Uh, for, for casual, it's fine. I think it's more like there are some cards that literally say you have to roll a dice, and this dice tells you who to attack, right? And mm-hmm. other cards don't say that. And so it's just like, yeah. where do you draw the line, I guess? And it's, it's just bad form. Actually, do they really say roll a dice, or do they say flip a coin? There are actually cards that say roll a dice, or, you know, like, choose an opponent random. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. I just mistriggered, my trying to mistrigger you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next, I got, uh, question everything your opponents do. The rules are complex. Even veterans make mistakes. But don't oh, get yeah. snooty about it. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm completely, like, asshole about it. Because someone's got, like, a Japanese card. I'm going to ask them what it is every turn. I don't care if it's a swamp. I oh, can't yeah. read that word that says swamp. So I yeah. ask them every turn. <laughs> well, that's what proper etiquette, right? I believe do? Ashley told me once that if you don't have the proper card that's readable, you should... Yeah, just provide them an alternate printing list so they can look at the translation. Yeah, I do it just to irritate them and drive people nuts. Well, Having to tell me it's a swamp every dang time. At some point, it might turn into angle shooting and the judge might call you for just bad sportsmanship. I remember, actually, I mean, you could, you could do it. it was in a competitive game where... You just got slapped by the long dick of Ashley's rules. Yeah. The, I didn't know what that is. Angle shooting? Angle shooting is using outside of normal gameplay mechanics to try and eke out a win so like talking someone into making a misplay that sounds like me deck checking someone or calling a judge or intentional slow play or hiding permanence in play with your hands or arms or 
keeping one card from your hand underneath the table while you keep others. That's on another top, etiquette thing. You know, when like stuff like that. That's a rules thing. You, it sounds you like. should yeah. keep your hand on the you table. Absolutely, always keep your hands. Above well, that's a that's a poker thing. You get shot in the old west. You put your hand below the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's a no no. You can call anybody out on that. And does any anybody else get bothered game. when people mix up their lands and don't know how to tap them correctly? It's like you do a quarter tap. Oh my god, the quarter tap drives me nuts. That it, or they're upside down. Tap it's just like take yourself seriously, turn. pretend like you've been here before, and play the game. Uh, like yeah, that. Do not put it at a forty-five degree angle. The best put it is at when a ninety degrees when they tap one and right. land and then they. Leave the rest untapped. Like on the guy's next turn, they just go, "Oh wait, I meant to tap that one." And so now you're talking about one specific person. <laughs> no, there's a few like that. Oh really? Yeah. I generally try never to take a take back seat in any competitive format. I think yeah. It tries. You, you yeah, should always no, try to be no a better go. player in terms of mechanics. Technically, when there's money on the line, it's a professional game, just like boxing or you know. So. It, most FNM stores would probably call it casual REL, but I think everyone should aspire to play competitive REL whenever they're playing in a tournament. Yeah. In my in my house, my family, it's called once laid played. Yeah. We we had a cabin in Michigan, no electricity, no running water. Been in the family a couple of generations. We'd go out there for a month at a time and just play magic. And go insane. Oh God, I wish I played magic back then, man. Oh no, we just play normal like poker and uh, cribbage things like that. And uh, it literally like you can the the rule was you could put a card onto the table. Once your hand leaves that card, once laid played. Like a chess, like a chess match. Yeah. Once you let go, it's, it's yeah. So if you're if you're you know, oh, I'm going to put this land out. Then I take my hand away from it and then realize I got my guy's cradle in my hand. That's my bad. I, I have, and it I've pisses always... me off when people don't follow that basic rule. Speaking of chess. Whoever brought this up, a great, great topic. I have a feeling 100 years from now, old men like us will be playing chess in the park. I mean, not chess, magic, like it's chess. Think about how much uh, the dual lands are going to be worth then, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, armed, we'll have to have armed guards. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna want to play with our abur duels at that point all right hold on guys let me pull up my live feed into my safety deposit box yep see there's my underground c yeah, uh-huh okay. <laughs> <laughs> well no i i've been taking pictures of my cards with my keys so that, that's the best i can do real i don't know why are you keys you could just play with the cards i've well. seen well no they're there's like a long time ago, lands. But... i don't want to yeah you should play no, I have. I actually have picked. I figured if they're a live photo at on least, an iPhone, yeah, I proxied my, <laughs> and I put them in Beckett sleeves and or slabs, and then I'm the king of proxies. If I own it, I'm copying it into another deck, so I don't have to change the goddamn fucking card every time. King of proxies sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. You, you know how much a proxy is worth, right? Nothing. Nothing. Right? The value that somebody is willing to pay for it. So, so you're the king of nothing. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. That. That's either Tom King Petty or Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. Whole bunch of fancy nothing. So okay, well, is the, uh, back to etiquette. I guess it's worth it. Ain't back yes. to etiquette. Um, the proxies in a tournament. No, not allowed. Well, they're allowed if you can. If you have before a we go, with you, right? before we go any further, uh, this this is proxy. Of an owned card versus proxy of an unowned card. Oh, yeah. If you don't own the card, then you have no business playing that card. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Even in casual. I would not 
proxy something I did not already own. Or yeah, no, that's but mo- it's like thankfully, shit. every card that's like worth a shit is banned in this game. So I well, like worth a lot, like a car payment, like a car. I I am famous or infamous for proxying out my expensive cards. But you do it decks. because you have multiple decks. That's yeah. totally understandable. I run I run about eleven or twelve different commander decks at a time, so that when I sit down at the table. I can look at who my opponent is, not who their commander is, but the person themselves. And so have, you guys do that. I never. I have a library to, to be able to choose from. I mean, from. It's, it's information you're allowed to use. Just don't look at what commander they're playing. It's so, how come at CCG House, the place we play every Friday night, and Saturday, uh, they have one, one. one o'clock? Yeah. Free game? Yeah. yeah. Is it one or is it, is it one? Back, it's one fifteen. I mean, sorry, is it back to being free? Or, I thought it was five dollars. No. takes all. You, you can up the stakes if you choose. I think is actually the last few weekends there wasn't enough people to play because I've actually gone. Yeah, they. Uh, I went on Saturday. A couple weeks you ago, should tell people when you're going. And they wanted five bucks to play. We well, most people have people lives. I don't signed up for it, but then they started saying it's five dollars, and then like everyone just like dropped. Oh, that sucks. I would love to have actually. I would. I totally support the fact that like if you put money in. You're you're going for something, right? It's it's great that CCG House actually puts that five dollars up, free or gratis. If you're oh yeah, so the the Old Testament, the Friday night tournaments that are free to enter, uh, have a five dollar uh, in store credit uh, but per pot actually. So the the times where we have had a winner's pot, I, I have definitely won the five dollars multiple multiple times per bracket tier. Absolutely. Hence us trying to get more butts in the seats because it has been a while since we've hit 12 players. Uh, we, we had we had, tonight. we had a 12 tonight. We, we did have 12 Well, tonight. we we could have had a final. We want 16 so we can oh, have 16, a yes, not 12. 16, we get a winner's pod. Right. And they'll even, if we have four pods, so if it, if it goes 4-4-3, four, four, they'll, they'll still do it. It's not like we have to have actual 16. It's it's a matter of Still is there enough time left? And your guys' damn game, hell no, there wasn't enough time left. Yeah, Stacks, well, yes. Because I quit. Blame really. Root Maze, I guess, and Coastal Bridge. And then a recast of Root Maze immediately, which wasn't countered by Brawl. Thanks, Brawl. Well, of yeah. course not. Why would he do he, that? He countered the capture of Zingzu or whatever. He countered whatever I played. Yeah, So, but he didn't counter Root Maze because it helped him, I believe. Because he didn't really... He had no game plan. Yeah. So it, Nate, you brought up a you brought up another topic that I was going to get up for the the etiquette part of things about when the table gangs up on you. Oh, yes. oh all the it time. A, it is a sign. It is a, first of all, it's a sign of respect. Yeah, it's it's a compliment. Really, it, it really is. It's I annoying. I don't know if it is though. No, it, it is. is. I could smell bad. I could um, I could have made a weird noise. You know? Now, if the four of us are sitting down playing and, and you're getting ganged up on, that's not what I'm talking about. There, we're just being dicks because fuck you. No, but no they were they were they were gaining these cards from yeah, Edric. You saw the strategic play behind. Yeah, it. it's not our fault. You didn't have any blockers in play. No, no, it's perfectly fine. But it does. And, and I was trying to to split up my combat damage. I wasn't trying to solely target you. And that's the risk you take when you play a powerful man like Teferi. Oh yeah, I, I, I feel the same pain when I play that set. <laughs> yeah, or Zer Zer gets a lot. But the first deck, when I came back to Magic, I had Jorah of the Gitu, and when That's I was building, when I was building the set, the deck online, it said you're actually going to be hated pretty good 
Because you're going to throw down an apocalypse on delay. And people aren't sure what you're going to suspend. Yeah. As soon as she's down, they're picturing their worst nightmare. They yeah. never picture hey, a uh, You do a blight steal and then you the do. The night I met you, fuck you and your goddamn <laughs> chocolate hops. <laughs> yeah. The never experienced hops. that card. That was the first time we ever played together. That's a, uh, that's that's a painful school. memory. Oh, and I mean, chocolate the... hops is quite the introduction. Can't remember the cre- the the green the green Omnath. legendary Omnath. Yeah, the guy that hovers mana. Yeah, he was very upset. But I had no other play. Apocalypse is just a great. No, it was a Jockalops. Excuse me, Jockalops. Isn't that a hard cast? And I also remember you had a horrible miss trigger after that because you had suspended omniscience, <laughs> and omniscience says from hand, and you were like, "Okay, omniscience is out. I'm going to go ahead and play Joyra." And <laughs> Jumped on you. That's not how it works. Yeah, it was 12 years since I played a magic game. Forgive me. For a missed trigger, yes. Where's that want want at? How long did it have been? How long have it been? Nine inches. Why do you ask? He didn't want to get set up. It was a horrible (laughs) attempt on my part. Uh, What else do I got on the list here? Um, Oh, it's... I swear to God, I wrote this out on August 3rd. The, the second to last one says, Do call the store if you're running a couple minutes late. Oh, I more, call you guys every day. More people can mean more tables. People can wait. It's just a game. And tonight, Nate was running late. He actually showed up like just barely on time. But yeah. he, he did the proper thing. I talked to the guys behind the counter, make sure that they knew. I mean, more people at the table is what we want. So, and th- and this goes through to any store. Yeah, there was a rerun of Who's the Boss, and I, you know, I'm guilty. That's Big a great time. show. <laughs> so, so the real question is, who, who is the boss? Well, tonight it would be Ricky because he won his pod. <laughs> yeah, just now next week. It's <laughs> thank you. Next week it's going to be uh, Mimioplasm and Silvala, and they're going to totally just gangbang me until I'm out of the game. So usually, you, that's what, so I've noticed you guys so. don't trust other people. You never tell me. Now I know that you never. That's why I'm always like, oh, I'm playing this tonight, and you're like, ah, you give me that look like a suspicious like. It, it's it's. So well, you only have like two options. Three magic, options? No, I got three decks now. <laughs> you got three. Oh, uh, yeah, but it takes time for me because I have OCD. Everybody. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist. Yeah. So my. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say that Magic Gathering is a game of information collection to to a large degree. And no, so, and that's the degree of pedigree, like competitive. It's how it should be. Right. I shouldn't be so friendly as to offer that information. Exactly. Don't give anything away free that you don't necessarily have to. I mean, and if you're playing with your friends or it's casual, please, you know, just make the, make it a friendly environment. That's what the social contract is for. In, yeah. In, in just magic and uh, EDH and commander specifically. So. Well, yeah, usually if I, I mean, if it's a friendly play, I'm going to feel like what I, I'm not going to try and pick my deck to, with who I'm sitting down with, but, you know, what I want to play. Yeah, if you're the only deck at the table with mana rocks and fast mana and uh, expensive cards, you know, people are going to raise some eyebrows and, you know, make you at least well, they're not gonna feel play with a you. little guilty when you win. You have to, you have to, you can't just run... Dirty ass CEDH decks. You got to run some casual, some seventy fives. I think you call them. Yeah, the seventy five percent rules. What it's generally referred to as, I, th- I think. Yeah. It says something. Right. So that's why when Ashley here 
place has foil lands, people start sweating. That's right. And yeah. Ashley runs budget listics. <laughs> budget list. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in running non foil basic lands. Yeah. You do believe in reminding me that every time I play one of my <laughs> foil basic non foil <laughs> tapping. Foil mountain. Sometimes it's a foil signed mountain. Yes. The sign sometimes. Which is technically damage to collectors. Signing is damaging. So until hold on, you just you're about to get witness. kicked out of the the podcast with that opinion, <laughs> sir. That is not allowed here. No, that that is actually their official you, stance. You, you're technically correct. However, collectors would not see that no. as a detriment. No, especially if they especially sign it really like good. Someone like Chris Rush. Who's yes, Chris Rush, the best signature artist. ever. Great asset to the game. Yeah. Recently deceased, and, and so things signed by set artists would probably have some additional collectors value, like Jesper Myfros. I believe he's. Yeah, I believe it's Jesper. Jesper. It's a soft we just saw him just recently at GP Seattle. Yeah, he was up at Seattle. Maybe I'm thinking of Anson Maddox. We also saw him. Somebody's dead, and we need to find out next on Miss Trigger Podcast. We find out who's dead. Let's see who you have signed, and you got to figure out when they're going to die. Well, whose signature is this on my buttocks? That'd be mine. That would be Steve-O. <laughs> So for those of you that don't know in the in the uh, Vancouver Portland metro area, which by the way, thank you if you're still fucking listening to us. We we really genuinely appreciate this. We're we're just here. We're just here as four guys hanging out, talking into microphones, hoping somebody's eager or dumb enough to listen to us. Please don't take offense to that. What next on the agenda is the Grand Prix. Um, Grand Prix where? Grand Prix Portland. Grand Prix when? December? Grand Prix now. God damn it. Where's the producer? I'm going to be furious. Oh. Okay, so uh, Grand Prix Portland 2018 is December 7th through the 9th at uh, the Portland Convention Center. The, December 7th, 1941. Oh, wait, it's 2018. Sorry. Yeah. It'll be really close to 2019, I guess. So, uh, they, Channel Fireball took over this year and they're actually including Commander in their, uh, events. So hats off. Thank you very much. It was very disappointing. So you guys have been to this before. Can you tell us exactly what people are going to be installed for? Because I've been to line getting signatures. So we, prior to this year, the only reason I've gone to the GP was to get artists to sign cards. Well, I thought yeah. you told me they have good cards for sale. Well, they, oh, yeah. they do. They have vendors that uh, I was able to find some good deals at. Uh, yeah, th- there's all sorts of stuff at the GP, really. You can find uh, card trading and buying and selling. There are generally supplies vendors. There's generally a... A whole bunch of food on on sale on the premises. There's generally uh, a lot of people playing a, a lot of magic, and so that means trading between players and a lot of side events and drafts and just a bunch of really fun events. There's generally people uh, doing cosplay and kind of livening up the place. There's generally like a professional camera crew, and uh, you'll get to see some magic pros and broadcasters and interact with them if you so choose. They're generally very nice people. How many days is the... It's generally GP? two or three. There's three like days. A, there's like a day before the main event. There's a main event day one and then a main event day two for the most part. 
I heard a rumor the next one, the Miss Trigger podcast might be there. Maybe, yeah. That is so fucking cool. I can't I wait to meet those douchebags. Especially the, the main host douchebag. So, uh, yeah. with, with, with that, uh, just a, uh, trading, uh, before you come to the GP, check, uh, cfbevents.com, uh, whatever city you're going to, in this case, Portland. <clears throat> Uh, you'll scroll all the way down, 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 down to the bottom, and then go up two events, and we're right there. We're tied for second to last of the year. All right. And uh, they they have been altering the rules to trading. Uh, last I heard, it can only be done in one area, and you were not allowed to do it for profit. You were not allowed to use any electronic devices to check the pricing. But this is something I heard on another podcast. So Sounds just- fishy. Make sure, yeah, make sure you check before you go. Um, you don't want to get kicked out of one of those things and get your number pulled just because you're trying to trade a card. Uh, so what, what, what they've added that's new that wasn't there last year, Nate, was, uh, the Commander Fanatic package. Uh, it's a hundred dollar package. It includes an exclusive 2018 Grand Prix Fanatic Mutavault playmat. Uh, an exclusive 2018 Grand Prix foil Mutavault. Entry into any three of our daily commander scheduled events. Entry into any nine of our commander on demand events. So they will have like side tournaments going. Yes. People will be playing. Yes. Yeah, once oh, upon yeah. a time there were on demand commander pods being launched, but I think people were not playing nice with the system, if you will, and, and I think that's why they took them away for a bit and couldn't retool it. Well, they they had those. They had the side event commanders when we were up in Seattle because I remember hearing people talk about they it. They were a feature for a long time, yeah. But yeah, and I'm just I'm happy they brought something back for us, the commander players. We're all always kind of been the redheaded stepchild of Magic. Um, and it's nice to have some type of format that we can go out and actually play and hopefully see some new and fun decks. Yeah.